five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Log Talk Radio. This is the Going in Circles podcast, hosted by Horseman Chuck Simon. To become a sponsor, to suggest topics, or for questions, email goingincirclespodcast at gmail.com. And log on to our Facebook page, Going in Circles Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Simon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Going in Circles Live. Today, we, uh, we have a, a counterculture guest leading off, uh, the man known as Swift Hitter, who is part of a class action lawsuit against um, uh, Bob Baffert at all, uh, involving the potential disqualification of the Kentucky Derby winner, or I should say the Kentucky Derby uh, first-place finisher, Medina Spirit. Uh, he'll be joining us to kind of fill us in on, on what's going on with that and uh, a little bit about his uh, his weekend at the Preakness, where he didn't make a bet, which is probably uh, probably was the future book uh bet of the year that, that he wouldn't make a bet uh, while attending uh, a big event, but um, he's going to be on for a little bit, and uh, at 3.30 we have uh, Dean Reeves, who's a prominent owner in, uh, in the business. Um, he owned uh, Mucho Macho Man, among others, uh, winner of the Breeders' Cup Classic a few years back, and he's got a lot of really strong opinions on uh, the industry and the uh, shenanigans going on currently, and 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 uh, other other things, and um, I thought uh, I thought that um, having the perspective of, of someone um, of his stature would would be interesting, and and uh, we don't really usually um, have those uh, you know big name kind of people here because this isn't the uh, this isn't that kind of show, um, but uh, I haven't spoken to Mr. Reeves about the issues, but uh, his his proxy has told me that uh, he's got several interesting stances, so we're going to hear what he has to say, and uh, certainly um, everyone's got an opinion these days. Uh, some are seemingly a little more valid than others. Uh, some of the stuff on Facebook is just like, man, people have lost their minds. Um, between uh, the the internet chemists and the <laughs> internet lawyers, it, it's it's getting a little bit nuts. But um, it's crazy when when Twitter is is kind of like the uh, the, the more reasonable social media platform. But uh, some of the stuff I've seen on Facebook is just kind of like far out. Um, the one thing I, I do want to say that that Bob Baffert is not he is not not getting due process. Due process doesn't mean that you can do whatever the hell you want while uh, your issues are being adjudicated. That's not that's not what it means at all. He is going to have his day. Um, he's going to have a hearing in Kentucky over this matter if the split sample ever gets out of the lab and to the a testing lab that can verify it, or in the case that they may not be able to verify it, where it would be thrown out. And this whole giant mess wouldn't go away, certainly, but it would go away for him 
um, the consequences of of this week uh, are something that I wrote about yesterday and sent out on the Going in Circles uh, newsletter. And it was kind of a reminder to everyone to not just let this go without um, without repercussions. Uh, and this is not about Bob Baffert, exactly. This is about everyone else. And this is about not allowing some people to be too big to fail in this business. This is about controlling where we're going to go as an industry because face it, we're, we're a dysfunctional business. This is a dysfunctional business. A lot of things that happen in this business do not make sense. Um, on almost every count, there's so many things to fix. There's so many things that need to get cleaned up that it's it just hard to, to know where, where to even start. This is just, um, you know, it's it's come to the forefront because number one, it's the Kentucky Derby. Number two, it's Bob Baffert. Uh, so it, it's hard um, to really uh, to really kind of uh, focus on other things at the current time. I mean, Linda Rice was essentially had her had her license shredded by the New York State Racing Board yesterday, and and it was kind of like um, it was kind of the first shoe to drop, but it also got got overwhelmed that story got got kind of pushed to the to the side by the the news that that Naira itself was was banning Mr. Baffert temporarily until his uh, issues with the state of Kentucky have been adjudicated now remember that there's a difference between what Naira does and what the New York State Racing and Wagering Board does and often people mix these things up Churchill Downs wasn't testing a Medina Spirit the Kentucky Racing Board tested Medina spirit. Um, this is, you know, there, there's big differences between what the racetracks themselves do, uh, and what the commissions do. The commissions are, are state bodies. They're, they're government bodies. They have to follow protocols. Um, they don't have much leeway. And this case with Linda Rice has taken three years. And I can't tell you, uh, that I have an informed opinion on, um, the penalty. I, I really can't, uh, even some of the, um, the hearings, uh, it wasn't totally clear. Obviously something happened. Some people were getting paid and, and whatever is, you know, that's certainly the, the state has, has, uh, made their, their call. Uh, and remember that the person who, who made the suggestion for the three years is an independent person. Uh, it's not a racing person. This is a administrative, um, judge of some sort that, a hearing officer that makes recommendations. The state racing board in New York, they they went with his recommendation. The recommendation for Rick Dutrow was 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 far less lenient than the sentence he wound up getting. And 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 when people said, "Well, t- three years seems awful harsh," I said, "Well, you know, Dutrow got ten for a whole lot less, so maybe it's not so harsh." Uh, I have no nothing personal against Linda Rice at all. I mean, we uh, were cordial, but I, I don't really have any. Uh, you know, I haven't had any business with her. I haven't, you know, really done anything other than to say hello. And I, I, I feel bad. I, I really do. I, I don't feel like um, I, I, I get no joy out of someone uh, being embarrassed and, and, and wind up having to have this happen to her. But the fact of the matter is that um, certainly something was 
being done and advantages were gained. And in this business for so long, people have looked the other way. And uh, it's 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 time it, it stops. And if you want to have a racing business, if you want horse racing to continue into the 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 next uh, you know few decades, then this is the kind of stuff that has to happen. And with us on line number one is a person that that's that's trying. And you may agree with his stance. You may not agree with his stance. You may uh, support his his uh, his legal attempt to to recover some money or you cannot support it It doesn't really matter the fact of the matter is that he's doing something and that he is uh speaking for a lot of people that feel like they don't have a voice uh which is something that we've we started this show for because this gives people a voice even if it's a small voice you can come on here and say almost whatever you want um but with us is uh is is mr swift hitter Swifty, uh, glad to see that you've uh, survived the Preakness weekend. Yeah, what's up, brother? It, it was it was questionable there for a little while. Oh man, I, I had like people like it's like kind of weird. Like you know, you kind of get paranoid. Like you know, like you're around some powerful people, you get kind of paranoid if they really did see like some of the words that you said about them. And then there's people who come up to me and say, "Listen, I love what you're fighting for. Keep fighting." So like those are the people, you know, the the players keep. You know, betters keep saying that to me and keep fighting, keep doing what you're doing. So, like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I know I'm, I piss off a lot of people. Even yesterday at the, you know, at the sales, and you know, I I've crushed bloodstock agents and that type of game many times. So, like, I'm hated by some, and then I have conversations like with Ron Moquette that, like, you know, respects what I do and stuff like that. And he's an old timer and he knows the game. So, I mean, it's good to get both sides. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be well liked by some, and some might support me. So it's. it's you know, it's a two-way street. You know, Ron's the same age as me, and I hate that you called him an old-timer. <laughs> but no, Ron's, okay. a, Ron's a good dude, and Ron is not afraid to speak his mind, which is something that yeah. a lot of people are afraid of. And you know what? He's actually a great storyteller. Like, like, and same with you, man. You like the storytelling? Like, I could sit down and listen to you and Ron and old-time. Like, not old-time, but the like guys who've been in the game for a while give these stories that, you know, guys like me like who's just a better from new jersey new york area that never had that you know storytelling around me it's just mostly been at the track you know like i haven't been around the inner circle of horse racing so it's it's kind of cool from that kind of perspective to get that kind of you know storytelling you know you know sometimes the people that are most sensitive to criticism are the people that have the most um that do the things that you probably uh, are correct in being critical of uh that doesn't mean uh, unwarranted of course and uh like listen uh, it's social media and, and and things get blown out of proportion i was just talking about yeah, yeah. how many uh internet chemists uh, have have emerged and how many internet lawyers have emerged and, <laughs> yeah, and people yeah. who uh you know who who know everything and 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 oh, yeah. you know fail to differentiate the difference between Naira and the New York State Racing and, and Gaming Commission, yeah. which are two completely different bodies. And you know what yeah. would happen yesterday in New York certainly affects New York Racing, but it was two totally different uh, bodies, yeah. bodies, yeah. and and it was actually two different things. I mean, the Linda Rice case has taken uh, three years to adjudicate, uh, which yeah. just goes to show you um, the wheels of justice grind slowly and oh, yeah. part of the process and and I think people are getting a really good look this last 10 days or so at what's been going this has been going on in, in horse racing 
for yeah, years. Man, you can even tell you with the look at the lab results now for the second results. It's exactly. funny how like we could get test these guys before that we could get into the Preakness, but now we have to wait and our lawyers have to handle uh, the second lab results and stuff. It's, it's just crazy. Like you said, this game is so half-assed backwards sometimes. It makes, you make, it makes you wonder how we survived this long. Forget about the future. It makes you just wonder how we actually survived this long playing this game. I mean, and it's crazy because I was at the sales yesterday and uh, everybody's checking their phones, seeing the Linda results, and, you know, some people weighed in a little too harsh. Some people said, hey, you know, she got what she deserved, man. You know, you told that kind of line, you, you know. I'm sure she had favors, and I'm, you know what? I'm pretty sure that they gave her a heads up. What's coming as well, too. So, you know, people forget that we're we're, we're playing for real money here. Yeah, and hundred yeah, percent. In her case, you're talking the purse money for these races is is a significant amount of money. Yeah, and hundred percent, man. You uh, get any edge. And again, I, I was saying earlier, I don't have any animosity towards Linda Rice. I, no. Of course, I was—I didn't race in New York that much during that period of time, so I couldn't be one of the aggrieved parties who was saying, "Yeah, it's nice that that you know she gets uh, inside information, she gets to go into races uh, that she wants." Blah blah blah. Yeah. But um, you know, saying saying that that, that same thing, I, in some ways, I feel like she's she might be lucky that they didn't take her out in handcuffs. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like. There's like it was so crazy like seeing that unfold around all of horse racing there at the sales yesterday like because people were weighing in like listen some people think hey, it was a little too harsh which I don't see it was like in my opinion it was probably just about right I mean she could still resume her career most likely after three years but there's got to be some well, there's got to be some rules and some regulations now that like you know what something's got to change well okay you know what New York stepped up yesterday. New York did it with with Baffert News. I know it's two different, but you know what? Maybe things starting to change. Like, listen, we we tolerated so much shit for so long. Now it's let's let's get our ass in action and we start doing stuff. This is the truth, and and uh, I mean, it's hard to believe that the Santa Anita situation a couple years ago and that last year's FBI situation wasn't rock bottom for this this business because apparently. Um, this seems like it, it's it's certainly taken on uh, more of a, a mainstream media. Uh, maybe you know, not maybe because it's the Kentucky Derby, and the Kentucky yeah. Derby is a is a culturally iconic event. It's not, yeah. you know, the Kentucky Derby, the World Series. Oh, you know, like there's things that that uh, of a sporting nature in this country that there's only a a handful of them that have endured for you know a long time, yeah. and and people immediately recognize that you say Kentucky Derby, everybody knows horse racing and you know, to have that tainted by a, a drug positive. Um, oh yeah. And then, you know, the actions of, of the person accused and, and the, you know, the, and this is the one th- thing that I've been harping on for over a week now is that the industry made no attempt to like counter what he was saying. We had nobody out there that was our PR person saying, you know what? Listen, this is the process. This is what happens. This isn't even a, a positive test yet. It, it's an you know an alleged positive test that has to be verified. There's a system. You know the system is 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 in place and legally blah blah blah. We didn't even have that, so that's why things kind of got out of control. Um, now I wanted to ask you the question, and 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 I know that obviously you're involved in this in a legal matter, so yeah, uh, you have to be a little bit careful about what you yeah. say, but. Um, you organized or helped organize uh, a class action lawsuit um, 
tell me what you can tell me about this. Sure, but like what started was uh, basically got the rumor. Like it started making around to me, and I, I probably was probably one of the quickest people to hear about this rumor. Uh, about you know what happened with the positive, so I'm like, okay, I'm, we're just waiting to become official. But like my sources, my people that I trust in the industry said this is coming down tomorrow. And like you, what you were saying, that that conference where he had it at his barn, and the way he like the way he led off with, well, Contador is going uh, did the, the workout in one minute, and then Medina, and and then he goes, oh, my horse tested positive, like. How don't you lead with some news like that? It, it just shows the, the, the mind-boggling, like, that. it was like a reality TV show that week, the last week. It was honestly some of the most mind-boggling things i ever seen in any, any sport. And, like, and then it started getting national media coverage. Boston was picking up. Uh, you had the SNL skit. I mean, it was just kind of like, like a surreal week in horse racing, that shit that me and you, countless other betters on Twitter, Countless betters that they're OTBs that the racetrack have been seen for years. Clean up the sport. Management has to do a better job. All the shit that we've been saying is starting to get highlighted. And then it just topped it off with, you know, with what happened. And, and you know what? To be honest, like the Preakness ran pretty well. And I have to give the credit because I was actually at the Preakness. I didn't wager. I didn't place one bet. And it actually ran well. I had a good time just having out drinks with friends, giving some horses to people who were friends of mine that were gambling. It just went over good. But uh, as the lawsuit went on, I basically, as, as the lawsuit started, I basically said to myself, I had Mandaloon all over. Like, the whole week I was on Mandaloon. The value was there at 27 to 1. I could toss that last race. I think he's going to set a beautiful trip behind Medina Spirit. I said, this is my play. This is where I'm going to make enough money to float me for like three, four months where I don't have to, you know, like just like every week, it's like a grind when you gamble. So up and down. So mandolin was my play. I had win bets. I had 2010 pick six. I had a dollar 50 pick four, $2. I think I had like $2 worth of pick fives. Me and my buddy split. It's just, so it's like a $40,000 score, a $40,000, $50,000 score. And then you hear the results that are positive. So I'm going to say like, Okay, now what's the next course of action where, as a better, I could help change this game forever? To maybe implement something? And then I, I remember the story about a couple of years ago or when the Meadowlands Harness driver, uh, Meadowlands Harness better, sued the cheat and trainer. So I'm like, all right, let's start this doing And I started making some noise on social media or on Twitter. And then a couple of people reached out to me and said, listen, I'm part of this. Let's do this. So then I started uh, calculating with some. Uh, more people in the industry, and then we basically filed. Yeah, I've seen there's been a, a lot of... Uh, it's funny. There, it seems like people are, are have either dismissed it as, well, this is, you know, it's never going to, you know, it's never going to win, blah, 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 or the people have been really supportive. So it, it's... it's uh, yeah. I guess it's like pretty much everything else on Twitter, you know? People yeah, line exactly. up on sides, and, and even even if you don't know, you know, you know. But, um, uh, again, I, I'm not a legal analyst uh, no, I, I don't know anything about that but uh the one thing i do know about the meadowlands case was that the people that were the the trainer and the owner were that were sued were not uh wealthy people they were not big trainers uh so yeah. the fact of the matter was that was a settled suit they they settled to make it go away because they didn't want to spend uh you know a hundred thousand dollars more to uh well, most, to litigate yeah. it you know so uh 
I, again, I don't know if you're going to win or you're going to lose, but I think what you're doing makes uh, creates awareness that um, the people are really mad. And, you know, there's $155 million bet on the Kentucky Derby. Yep. So, uh, and I don't even know if that includes uh, like pick sixes and pick fives and pick four that include it. I, I don't know that if it does or it doesn't. But still, that's, that, that's $155 million. That's, that's more than uh, a lot of tracks handle in, um, uh, you know, a couple months on one, on one single race. So uh, there's people lost money and, and it's, I, I get it. I, I do get it. And it's a, uh, it's a very tricky issue. Um, yep. These days, you know, more, so many more people are betting via ADWs. Yeah. So there's a record yep. of their bets as opposed to how it used to be when more people were Tickets. betting at the track where you throw your ticket out and you know, it's gone yep. forever. But, um, yeah, it, it's it remains to be seen, and it'll be interesting to see how uh, how a certain you know uh, ADWs handle the situation because certainly they could almost uh, use it as a marketing tool if they were to pay off. Though I, I you know I, again I don't know the legalities. I, I don't know that every yeah, time this uh, happened they would have to pay off. Too, is because I had some talks with some powerful people at TVG and you know others, and they said that listen they they had some high level. Uh, high level talks of you know uh, we'll see we'll wait for the second result to happen and then they said they might do something like that for their plays you know they're gonna sure maybe calculate how much and you know it would be a lot of work to go all the way back to see you know who had the bet in but they said they would they were they were in talks so I mean for them the CBG for you know a powerhouse ADW to even have that conversation is pretty something because we have to protect betters it's it's crazy that. You know, the second place finish is going to get the purse money, and the betters who drive this sport are left out in the dock. You know, out in the dock. So, you know, I mean, I understand the, it's a parimutuel game. The winners are paid out right away. You, you, I've been paid out millions of times on cheating trainers. I, I'm not a hypocrite. 100 percent of it has happened, but not on the biggest stage. This is the biggest stage. This is probably the second most betting sporting event in the United States outside the Super Bowl. So there comes a point where betters have to stand up. If we're not going to stand up now, I might as well just close the game down. No, I, I get it. You know, there's there's no doubt that uh, that the betters are pissed off. And yep. the one thing that social media has done, it, it's given the betters a bigger voice than they've ever had. Before Great. social media, I mean, you could call the track, right? But if you weren't a really big better, you weren't talking to anybody. Or they would hang up on you eventually, you know. So it, it it's it's uh, it has given uh, a rise in in the uh, you know the ability for people to to ex- at least express their anger and express their exasperation at, at some of the things that go on in racing. Uh, I think that, like I was saying earlier, people are, are f- starting to understand what happens when big trainers get in trouble, and what yep. happens is. They use lawyers uh, as a battering ram, basically. Yep. And you remember, the racing commissions are bound by laws. They're bound by um, their 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 own capabilities. Uh, they're not. They don't have unlimited resources. They have budgets, and everybody knows this. And yep. everybody knows that if you get a good lawyer and you lawyer up 
that you can probably find a hole in their case somewhere. You can yep, probably, at, yep. at, at the very least, uh, milk the thing, make them spend money uh, trying to defend it, and uh, they they lose their luster. You know, they 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 lose their uh, enthusiasm for it. Because remember, yep. racing commissions are just government bodies. They're not they're not yep. racing people for the most part. And even though there are some racing people on some of the commissions in various locations. They're still bound by, uh, the, you know, the the rules of of law, and there's only so yeah. many things they can do. And um, you know, like we, we we look at what happened in New Jersey, where they're passing rules that change the game uh, on the track itself. Uh, they fundamentally change the game, and there's four people out of the nine that are sitting on the New Jersey Racing Commission, which is you know, yeah, it's crazy, which is a joke. <laughs> It's just crazy how we do stuff. You know, but like you said before, it's like I mean, I think the pressure now is starting to fall more on the track now. Like like we we saw, you know, Belmont, Nairo, whatever, that organization. We saw Churchill take that step. Next step would be to, you know, CHRB, uh, Stonrick, or Delmar to step up and say we won't allow Baffert anything. And you know what? That might help speed up the process of getting that second result. If back, you know, all this delaying with the lawyers for the second result is just pushing it along. I'm, I'm glad Nyra took a stand. I'm glad Churchill took a stand. Now next we need, you know, Dalmar, Stonrick, or whoever out there on the West Coast who runs the racing politically-wise, like you said online. Someone needs to step up. And then once that head, you know, you chop the head off the snake, you could start to rebuild, the, you know, the foundation of the horse racing in general. Now you notice that, okay, the Teflon top dog guy, the face of horse racing, is no longer, you know, invincible. He can be had. So what, what, what is the guy in Charlestown going to say if he gets popped? You know, no more nonsense now. You just start cutting it away now. You say no more. Like you said, the service Navarro went on. We knew it. Gamblers knew it. And it still went on. So sooner or later, we have to demand a change. Now, the demand, I, I honestly feel it could feel vulnerable to lawsuits that are allowing these betters, allowing these horse trainers to cheat and on the track, and they knew they could be held liable, in my opinion. So we'll see. It's a long shot, but you know what? I'm glad some changes being made. So. No, sometimes, um, you know, it's just the, the domino effect, right? You got to you got to press that first domino and push it over to get something mm-hmm. accomplished, and, and maybe um, you guys won't, like, hit the lottery with this thing. But no, by the same don't. token, the the amount of pressure that's been put out there yep. on social media, along with a lot of bad mainstream coverage, uh, forced a track like Naira, who's a big, big player, to yep. do something. And I, and, and it, it's so funny. Everybody cries that racing doesn't do something, right? So Naira does something, and the first thing people say, oh, well, they wouldn't have done it if, if Medina Spirit had been yeah, over yeah. Triple Crown. I said, but that's not the point. <laughs> you know, you can't criticize them for something that didn't happen. Like, I honestly thought that was huge news to me, remember, Chuck, because he had Charlton in the Met Mile. Exactly. I heard Charlton or Gamine or something, maybe Met Miles, where I was hearing. And I, I was like, wow, that's big, that's big news, man. Forget the Belmont Stakes. Who cares about that? Medina Spirit lost. But you get, like, Charlton out of the Met Mile, which has been a breeding, you know, stopping ground people, you know, who love the breeding and the Met Mile winners and all this nonsense that goes on with that little silly race. He loved that. He would have loved that race with Charlton just to shut, you know, New Yorkers up, too. That's not going to happen now. So that's – and then I got a guy, like, I'm friends with Sweezy, who has fat, man. Oh, 
there's no Charleston in that race? Can I get a can I get finished third, second, or first in that race with Fat Man maybe? Oh my God! You know how would that, that? That's it. You're, you're fighting for a small trainer as well. The fact of the matter is that uh, a major racetrack moving against a a super trainer yeah. when they don't have to. They did not have to do this. The no, fact is that it, it, it would have been perfectly fine. I don't it, think they it, would have took any heat because you know it doesn't look like him. Baffert is going to run any horses in the uh, in the Belmont, anyways, right? Exactly. So it, it's not as though. And people might say, "Well, no, listen, I, I don't want to hear it." The fact of the matter is, it, Medina Spirit didn't win, and they did yeah. something. It's a first yeah. step. It's I'm not like, and he's not barred that. forever. He's 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 temporarily, you know, suspended until the case in Kentucky is adjudicated. And and one of the questions I, you know, Barry and I were talking about on the podcast last night was what exactly does that mean? Because all right, the positive test uh, is, is, is there right now. He has to have a split sample done before anything else can happen. The split sample, the sample's not even been sent out. So, yeah, as you know, so it's going to take a while for that to happen. Yeah. And, um, all right, once it happens, say, you know, give it 60 days. All right. Yeah, and then it comes out as soon as if it comes back positive, then the stewards will call a hearing. Um, yep. Now Baffert, I'm sure, will be represented by his lawyer at the hearing, so it'll have to be you know uh, around the yep. lawyer's schedule probably. So whenever that's um, yep. you know that happens, so who, you know that might be another fifteen thirty days. So now we might be talking two or three months. So yep. now you're 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 well into Saratoga and. You know, life is good is 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 coming back, and yeah. uh, you know the Saratoga. There's a lot of, of big time races the that guys yeah. like him would like to run in the Test, the the Alabama, the um, uh-huh. you know the Travers, the the Allen Jerkins, uh, the, and those those are just you know off the top of my head. So yep. now you're talking about that. Now my you know and, and it always you know goes to your mind now with the lawyers is okay. They have a hearing. He's going to lose. Unless something from out of, out of left field comes up, right? So he's going yeah. to be suspended. Now they're going to appeal the suspension, most likely, right? Uh-huh. So does Naira continue to have him suspended until I, I would honestly think so. The appeal process runs its course, yeah. and then they might file suit. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like I mean, literally, the Arkansas thing took a year. This thing could take a year, and all of a sudden, you know, we're we're, we're banging into next well, triple crown season. So well, that's why, right now, in my honest opinion, right now, CHRB, Delmar, Sonrick, Ron Sanita, you know, they need to strike down now. And so the three major, you know, racing outlets need to step up right now and just strike. You know, just they take a unified stance. No Bob Effort entries until. This is settled out, and so it's settled out for good. And then, and then, you know, that will show you something that, you know, stuff can be done. If Santa Anita allows him to run, I mean, if Delmar, I mean, he could still go to Delmar and win races, and, but, you know, that's his home turf. That's like you're going to have to beat the, you know, Patriots in New England, you know, in a playoff game. So now, now you've got to step up to the plate, in my opinion, for that. That's, the home, that's his home turf. That's where he has the most pull, Santa Anita, Delmar, and, he knows all the connections, all the right people out there. So if they step up, that will really show me something. Until then, you know, he's going to stay in home then. Yeah, well, I, I can almost assure you that California Racing Board's not going to do anything because. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I but I um, and, and and listen, I'm not I'm not going to cheerlead people to to do this because 
there's a lot of different sides to it, and of course, yeah. you know, I mean, there, you there's a lot of different sides. He has the right for due process. So, I agree. He does, and and uh, you know, and if California is in a state where, I mean, look at their cards; they can't fill now. Yeah, they can't fill yeah. now, and that doesn't, you know, that that doesn't mean anything. But um, I, I just think that the fact that we have a major racetrack. Uh, two major racetracks. Now, Churchill, I knew, you know, they did it because kind of like, hey, you don't mess with the Derby, you know, like that's exactly, the bread yeah. and butter. Like yeah. uh, the Derby that's is the it. Derby. There's there's nobody bigger than the Kentucky Derby and, and never been anyone bigger in the horse racing history than the Kentucky Derby. So it, it, it's, you know, I, I could see why why they had that immediate reaction. Uh, Naira surprised me. I, 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 I yeah, I was surprised. I, I was, I was surprised that that was uh, yesterday was kind of a crazy day because uh, you know, and, and then we find out Ron McAnally got a positive for CBD oil, and, and Richard Mandela got a, a positive for a trace of uh, mm-hmm. of, of Robaxin, which is really yeah. not uh, a big deal. But uh, it just was like uh, you know, the, the news came fast and uh, furious. Um, so, so where's where are you off to? Uh, to next, where's the next big uh, the swift next hitter? Big, uh, uh, life. I, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go support Penn National to Penn that Mile. Hang out with some dudes I met at uh, yesterday at the sales. You know, these just small time, you know, uh, small time owners, and you know, and they said come out, have a good time. We're gonna go to Penn that Mile Day. I loved. I actually went to that track a couple years ago for just. Uh, I said, you know what, I'm bored. <laughs> let me go. You know, let me do something. You know, I. I there's days like I get bored at home. I'm just uh, let me go to a local track, Chester Harris, you know, something like you know, something I don't know, I don't know, Northern Delaware Park. So I went to uh, Penn National. I actually enjoyed myself up there. So it's a little trip. And then after Penn National, I'm gonna head down to Lone Star and party, you know, with the DJ Nation crew and uh, uh, my buddy Jason Huck. And we're gonna have you know, gonna have some fun. I've never been to Texas before, so I'm hopefully get some good barbecue and then. Get back from Lone Star and head to the Belmont, and then after the Belmont, I'm taking off to to Saratoga until like you until Saratoga meet. I probably will no horse racing events. Wow, a, a, a little bit of a a horse a horse racing hiatus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you got to turn yourself out. You got to run around a field. <laughs> I mean, shoe eats the grass, but you know, yeah. you you. Could, I mean, I've traveled so much this year with horse racing. It, it's been a wild year and a half, and it's been all during COVID and I'm kind of, you know, kind of tired and, you know, worn out. I would like to be home for a couple of days and just relax and have, you know, enjoy some sleep. You know, it's always been like, you know, nuts. I, and I still look at past performances. I'm still, you know, I haven't gambled and I've been bored for the last week and a half. And I, I still look and I still trying to find some horses that have some value and stuff. And, but it's been good. I'm, I'm going to go enjoy myself at Penn Nat and Lone Star and, Hopefully we get this, you know, hopefully the results come back fast and hopefully we go forward with this lawsuit. You know, I'm really, I'm really hope, you know, some changes made like that. I mean, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy it's out there. I'm happy that people have taken notice that, you know, we're not going to stand up. We're better. We drive the sport. There's, if we had, if there was no million, I, I'm seeing at these sales, all these horses going for, Four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars, and it's all because of the gamblers. The gambler is the one who still betting Preakness set a record, even though I have some doubts on that. But I mean, it's still they still it's still a billion dollar empire horse racing in general. So, as, if the betters who drive the sport are get shit on anymore, there's going to be no more game, in my opinion. 
Eleven billion dollars they bet last year. So, yeah. All right. Well, listen. Uh, you hang in there. We'll be we'll be in Thanks, touch. Brother. And uh, you ready for the Knicks? Knicks Hawks? Are we having a bet? We have a bet. The Knicks are going to beat the Hawks, and then you're going right. to bring me out to now, a, a, a nice dinner. Because I'm I'm looking forward to these playing games. Is it one and done? So, uh, well, it's kind of one and done. For the one, okay. there's two playing games for each conference. The one okay. game between the nine and ten team is one and done. Whoever wins that game moves on. Okay. And the seven eight teams play a game. The loser, uh, the winner of the seven eight game moves on. The loser okay. plays the winner of the nine ten game. So, all right. So, what are the Celtics? Because I'm rooting against them. What are the Celtics, Steve? Uh, the, the Celtics are done. It doesn't matter. They're, they play. Oh, yeah. They play I, Washington. I, I, so, they're, they're, I have my friend you know. Ryan, who's been on the Celtics. You know, they're gonna win a chip in the next three years. Oh, they're gonna get beat by Washington. Then, then, then they're gonna get because they're in the playing game. I'm, I was, I'm, I've been watching uh, uh, NBA Live right now. And I see that Chris Bosh got, uh, you know, into the Hall of Fame. And I, 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 I like, there's always been an argument if Chris Bosh is a Hall of Fame. I, I actually do. So, I mean, but uh, Lakers are in a playing game? The Lakers are in a playing game against the Warriors. Is LeBron back now? LeBron is back. Okay. So we got I everyone mean, caught up with our game, basketball Steph news. Go off, so. that, that'll be an interesting game, though. You know, Steph Curry oh, might yeah. start shooting from half court and, uh, yeah. Hey, I listen. mean, I, I think the Hawks are going to sweep the Knicks too. I mean, I, I, I see no one on the Knicks who could guard Trey Young. So, I mean, Trey Young might drop forty every game. <laughs> well, we have a Seriously. bet. Remember, we have a bet. So that's it. I mean, like, I mean, Julius Randle had a great year. I give him respect, you know. And how about all the Knicks fans who hated Randle before the year? I, I was me. On. I was. I was one of them. I tell you what, if Julius Randle was a horse, and he actually played. At an elite level this year, man, he was really good. If Julius Randle was a horse and, you know, like and and Tom Thibodeau was a trainer, man, Swifty, if if Julius Randle was a horse and Tom Thibodeau was a trainer, everybody would be accusing him of juicing because <laughs> that guy in the seventh year went from just yeah. being an okay guy to an oh, all yeah. pro. Everybody'd be like, "Whoa!" Oh, yeah. Randle's gonna be worn down for how many minutes he plays. You know, that's what Thibodeau does, man. He he, he puts the minutes in. You know, he 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 works them hard. <laughs> Uh, it'll be interesting. Well, thank. Yeah, listen, I, I appreciate your time, and uh, and uh, like I said, always a pleasure. We'll be in, you, we'll brother. be in touch, and I'll be taunting you after every Knicks win. All right, brother, it's gonna be fun. All right, you got it. All right, bye bye, bro. <laughs> that was Justin uh, Swift hitter. He's uh, entertaining, if nothing else. He is definitely entertaining, and, and the Knicks are going to beat the Hawks. We have a we have a big bet on that that series.